Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. All right. Okay. I gave you you something. (laughs) Some features. Y'all trying to be the blue ivy to my Beyonce, huh? Okay, guys. So we're back with another episode of Not Your Average Black Girls and the gang's all here. You've got Jordan, Candace, and Meg today. But we're also joined by a special guest. So I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself at this time. What up, everybody? My name is Regis. You know, just a regular degla guy. Holler at me on Twitter. Uh, giving you the letter U, the real. Giving you the real. That's your boy. All right. All right. And I also want to add that he's like slick clubhouse famous too. Um, and you'll, Don't you'll, do that. Don't do that. You'll note that I like to tag uh, clubhouse notoriety to a lot of us on this podcast. Not myself, but um, Megan, I give her that, that title all the time. But anyway, y'all, he's famous on clubhouse. So check him out. <laughs> okay. So um, before we get started with today's topic, Megan, why don't you go ahead and give us this NYABG shout out? All right, y'all, today's Not Your Average Black Girl shout out is going to be a woman by the name of Atasha Barboza Bennett. Um, Atasha, y'all, is the owner of Larger Than Life Events and Design. Now, she's from Jersey, but um, her services are mainly um, geared towards the areas of like Charleston, Savannah, you know, the low country areas um, in you know, in the country, whatever. Um, and she's an event planner. She specializes in design, organization, management, floral design. Um, aside from her event planning services, the main reason that I really wanted to feature her today is because Natasha is one of the few people who, you know, gives back um, her other business behind the Veil Academy is as big as her planning business. She hosts um, training sessions all over the country, you know, you do have to pay for it. Of course, you have to invest in your business, but she hosts um, training sessions and she will teach you like everything you need to know, start to finish about being the kind of planner that she is doing the kind of floral designs, um, vinyl for, you know, dance floors at weddings, like you name it, she does it. Um, and her services are just very elite. It's top notch. And so if you want more information about her planning or her training services. If you aspire to be an event planner, just visit her website. It's www.largerthanlifeevents.com. And a little fun fact, um, she was on the team of people who um, assisted and planned and decorated, et cetera, for Serena Williams' wedding. So, you know, she's legit. All right. Thank you, Megan. I love to see like black people, especially black women giving back, you know, whenever you have knowledge and stuff, put it back into the community. So that's exciting. And if I was an event planner, I would definitely be trying to um, learn from her and take some classes. Okay, guys. So today we have an interesting topic. It is going to be on misogyny or massage noir and double standards. So dice, (laughs) go ahead. All right, y'all. So basically... I'm going to start off in my usual fashion and give y'all the definition of misogyny. (laughs) So misogyny means the dislike of contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women. 
Okay, so now we got that out the way. Let's get to the real, the real meat of the topic. So what inspired this topic is I went on a binge and I was telling Megan and Jordan, I went on this binge um, watching these doggone celebrity documentaries. So I watched Paris Hilton one and Britney Spears one or whatever. And I just kind of was like, there's a common thread with these people's stories. And there's a lot of like misogynistic type behavior that's going on. So point number one, Paris Hilton, for those of you who don't know, you know, she was like the queen bee. She was like the, basically she set the stage for the Kardashians to be who they are today. Like she's the original influencer. She started that whole thing. And so a lot of people kind of like forgot about her, but Paris is definitely still that bitch. I don't care what nobody says. And so basically back in the day when Paris was at, in her prime, she was at her peak fame wise. She was in a relationship with this one guy and I don't know if he was famous. I don't think he really was, but whatever. She was in a relationship with some guy and she was only like, I think maybe in her late teens, like 18, 19 years old, she was really young. And I think he was a little older than her. And they were in a relationship. She said that her being as young as she was, she felt like, you know, this was like, she thought she was in love with him, basically. Like she almost thought he was the one or whatever. And he convinced her to make this sex tape. However, her understanding was, well, this is going to be like for us, like a private, you know, sex tape, not a public sex tape. And so she said she really didn't want to do it, but because she felt like she loved him or whatever. And, you know, as women, I think it's really common to make that kind of mistake, like in general, where like you do stupid things because you think this person loves you or whatever. So I think that's just one of those cases for her. So she was like, oh, he loves me. It's not like that. So they made the sex tape. And uh, as we all know, he leaked it. And at that time, this was like early 2000s. So at that time, like, you know, this sex tape thing wasn't really a thing. Like you didn't have people just out here just making sex tapes all the time, especially celebrities. And so it was a big issue. And so she was saying how like, basically her, her PR team told her, well, you just need to kind of own it or whatever, even though, you know, you didn't want to do it and you didn't know he was going to do that because they were like, the opposite effect is not going to be good for your career. Like if, if you try to make this a whole thing about, Oh, well, you know, he leaked the tape without my consent, this, that, and the third. So at that time they were just like, just pretend like you wanted it to happen. Like you wanted the sex tape to come out. And so in a weird, real twisted ass way, it did help her. But I feel like her being the person that she is now, she probably would have done things differently. But I think she felt like she had no choice. And when they interviewed the guy that she was with who leaked the sex tape, he was very like unapologetic. He really didn't care at the time or whatever. He was just kind of like, yeah, whatever we did it, like kind of making it sound like, you know, she was all the way down. She knew what was going to happen when she really didn't. And so I just wanted y'all's thoughts <laughs> on that whole situation. I mean, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, I. so I think it was wrong what he did, right? But I don't know that I would classify that as like, being misogynistic like I I think it's terrible I, I can name like a bunch of character flaws that I think that falls under but I think that's just like I think that's just like nasty at the end like I don't I don't know that that for me like applies as being um misogynistic because I mean I, I guess I'll say I'll, I'll say this I'll put it like this 
um, even though he wasn't famous, if he was famous, I'm pretty sure like, here's where the misogyny would come in. If he was famous and people knew his name and cared to like, you know, comment on him being in it as much, he wouldn't have gotten the negative, you know, press that she got about it. That's, that's misogynistic in my opinion, like the way that uh, society treats things, you know, she had to strategize and pick and pull from different places to figure out how she was going to address it to try to turn it into a positive versus a man would never have to do that. If anything, he's going to get more popular automatically because he looks like, you know, the man insert air, you know, quotations um, for having that sex tape, for getting her to commit to that. Um, those are just, that's the honestly the only thing I can really say on the matter. No, nah, I definitely agree. Uh, as far as what you said about that, I don't think uh, that re- leaking a sex tape in itself is misogynistic. But the, I think the media portrayal of the sex tape uh, can give you that misogynistic type of feel. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about you. And as far as Paris Hilton, it definitely came out that you know now she it showed that she played a role she played a character like the ditzy person that you know we saw in the media back in the early 2000s that that dumb blonde type of vibe that she gave wasn't really actually her and so she played a role as far as getting to the acclaimed fame that she did have so man i think we all just got manipulated and we and we bought into it you know what i mean and oh buddy that um you know he got on her coattails with, you know, he just tried to capitalize and get his little fame on by releasing the sex tape on some Ray J type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, Ray J did have a name, uh, or did, or was it Paris Hilton? I mean, uh, Kardashian, she, she wrote on Ray J coattails and ended up getting fame. So I think that was the kind of parallel in that kind of sense. Um, so for me, I'm kind of in agreement with, uh, Megan and Regis, not too sure if it's misogyny, but from like a legal standpoint, this is giving me some type of like misrepresentation, you know, some type of false light because that was not her intention in making that video. Um, and so that's kind of like the biggest thing that jumps out at me is just this, I don't know, like this underlying um, assumption or just this right that he felt he had that he could just release something so private regardless of the agreement that he had with her and so that's where I would be willing to argue well is that misogynistic or is that opportunistic you know because he was a no-name someone I I, I don't even know about the situation to be quite frank because you know I'm a young buck on this podcast so I was like a baby when this happened but nonetheless based on the fact <laughs> I didn't know we were doing a comedy section today. What you're not going to do is play me. (laughs) Yeah, but no, um, all jokes aside, I really don't remember the situation. Um, It has nothing to do with my age. I just have terrible memory. But nonetheless, um, I I, I really don't know who this person was. Just from what Dice is saying, he clearly was a nobody as compared to Paris Hilton's name. Um, And so, you know, maybe he did just see kind of like a quick buck. You know, this is something scandalous. This is something that can make me some money. And that was just his true intentions. However, I do want to highlight that I think it's a shame anytime that someone has to make a come up at the expense of someone else. But I do feel like it's just more accepted in this world for people to make a come up off of a woman's um, sexual promiscuity, you know, and this wasn't even promiscuous. Like this was her boyfriend. This was something that she... Um, was doing um, in close connection with him. It was supposed to be like a romantic, if you want to call it that moment, shared between them two. 
So um, that's the part that's just disheartening to me is that, you know, the media didn't take that into consideration, like her state of mind at the time it happened and the relationship between the two. And obviously he didn't care about the relationship between the two because he was just trying to prioritize himself and, and make sure, you know, he got a check. So. Well, I think y'all all made some really good points. Um, you know, I I kind of am on the fence as well. I do feel like what Megan said was really spot on for me about the misogyny and the double standards really come in within the act itself, where it's like, if a man, a male celebrity had done it, it would have been totally different. And like she said, he wouldn't even had to think twice about how they needed to spend it or what they needed to do because- Unfortunately, and we still do, um, at that time, we really lived in a society that, you know, bashed women for doing anything that was deemed sexy or sexual or anything like that. It just was not a good time (laughs) for women. Um, So anyways, we're going to move on to the next one. So the next story I have for y'all, y'all probably know this one. Um, This is Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. So free Britney, we'll say that first and foremost. Um, But if you watch the Britney Spears documentary on Hulu, if you haven't, I highly suggest you do, but it's really good. It gives a really good insight onto what's going on with her and her life. Um, so one of the things that stood out to me in that documentary, there were several things, but for the purposes of this topic, <laughs> what stood out to me was the relationship between her and Justin Timberlake. So basically what happened was, as we all know, they was like the pop king and queen back at that time. They were the hot celebrity couple. They were so cute. Everybody was all over them. And they broke up. <laughs> so they broke up and nobody really knew for sure why they broke up, but they did. And so what happened was shortly after that relationship ended, Justin just kind of just started going on this tangent you know, basically implying that, you know, Britney was cheating on him or had cheated on him. And I say implied because I don't know about y'all and y'all can chime in, of course, when I, when I finish this, but it just kind of seemed like he never really openly said like, yeah, she cheated on me. It was just almost kind of like, yeah, you know, well, you know, cry me a river. Like, you know, he just kept promoting that song and, and the girl in the video was a blonde haired girl, you know, that kind of favored loosely Britney Spears. So everybody kind of took that song as, oh, this must mean this is why they broke up. This is what happened. Britney's, you know, quote unquote, a whore. She cheated on him. You know, they just started going in on Britney without ever asking her what happened. It's like she immediately became the villain. And so as by by default, Justin's career started to take off and Britney's career started to tank because he was spreading this narrative that Britney had cheated on him. And then I think at one point he was on the radio doing an interview and they were like asking him, um, if him and Britney had had sex and all kind of stuff. And he was just basically like, yeah, you know, like putting all their business out there. Like it was, y'all, it was a hot ass mess. And so I just wanted, <laughs> wanted y'all's thoughts on, you know, this situation, whether y'all feel like this was a, a misogynistic or a double standard type situation. All right. So yeah, it was definitely, uh, I can definitely see the the double standard. I mean, Brittany and, and Justin were the, the prince and princess of pop at that time. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as like everybody in sync was hot and Britney Spears, you know what I'm saying? And I, it didn't, it took me to actually look at the documentary to know, like I didn't put two and two together at the time, as far as like the, the music video, him, him, you know, pretty much capitalizing off of the, 
the downfall of their relationship. I mean, at the time, you know, everybody thought that they was going to get married and right off into the sunset. But to see that Justin actually, you know, made it seem like Britney was the bad person and uh and, and pretty much his his career, his solo career, I think the media or the label used that as an opportunity to propel his solo career and and Britney's is kind of like kind of tanked at the time and it's definitely uh, a sense of a double standard just because for the fact that if Britney, if Justin would have cheated on Britney, uh, they wouldn't have held Justin to the same standard as they do Britney as far as her quote unquote cheating on, on Justin and you know, that type of thing. So yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, it was a double standard for sure. Well, I will say, um, I do remember this one. I was around when this happened. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, it wasn't until I watched the documentary that I realized that Justin capitalized off of their breakup and he insinuated that she cheated. I don't know why, but at the time, I thought the big fallout was the fact that they had painted Britney to be a virgin. And he did that interview where he confirmed that they had had sex, right? And so... Um, I don't know. I just, you know, at, at that age, I was just like, well, clearly he shouldn't have been telling their business, but I, it, it didn't dawn on me that he like really capitalized off of making her look bad. So I do agree with Regis that, um, that was a sense of like misogyny because had it been him, it probably wouldn't have been judged as harshly, but I don't think her career tanked because of that. I think Britney's career started to tank when we got bald head Britney with the umbrella. Like, I think that's when Britney's career started to tank. Um, which that's no shade because I love Britney, quite frankly. I think that was a great era. And I personally feel like she has made a great comeback despite everything that she's been put up against. Um, so that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I, I didn't realize how how snaky Justin Timberlake was until that documentary. I will say I quite enjoyed a good Timberlake and Timberland duo. So when that happened, I was like, dang, that's some of the best songs in my uh in my iPod. You know, back when we had the iPods. I was like, dang. So yeah. I'm crying at the iPods. <laughs> Y'all pretty much have said anything that I would say though. Um, what else you got for us, Dice? Man, man. <laughs> no, I mean they did though. Like they they put it perfectly. They said you, things that I would say on this. But do you think was do you think Justin was that actually Justin that how he wanted to act, or do you feel like it was the higher ups that kind of le- leveraged that situation? I like, mean, it definitely was a. In my opinion, it definitely was a matter of like this is what he was told to do, and he went with it. Um, I'm not going to say he was a slave to the industry. That's, that's giving him a little bit too much credit. But what I will say is, um, I think his people saw an opportunity to capitalize, like Jordan said, off of the fact that there was a breakup and that, um, him and him saying something about his heart being broken, opened up that door for people to interpret that as she cheated. And um, I think my main issue with him, like, I know he issued his little apology or whatever, and that's nice. Um, I think my main issue with him is he didn't correct it. Like, you know, once you saw that it was going down that lane, you didn't support the rumor, but you didn't correct it either. Like, you you could have said, you know, back then radio tours were the thing, right? You could have said, like, you know, I want to clear this up because I see where y'all are going with this, but he didn't. Um, because at the end of the day, it was helping him. So, 
No, I think that's a very good point, Meg and Regis and Jordan. Um, but no, I think y'all all made really good points again. Um, I think the reason why I categorize it as her career started to tank, because I feel like that was like the first piece of the downfall. Like it was like, okay, this happened, then this happened. It was like a snowball effect. Like it's just like everything started to go left after that relationship ended. And I think it's because they just had this, I don't know, they had this idealistic view of her in their head, like Jordan has said, like they were like, oh, she's a virgin. And then, and then like too, if y'all watch the documentary, this is a, a side note, but you know, at one point they were asking her literally on interviews, like, are you a virgin? Why are y'all in that girl's draws? Like, I, like y'all legit, I could not understand that. Like, I was like, that is so rude and so disrespectful and none of your business. Like stuff that would never go down today. And if it did go down, it would be a fight. So, they hit but they ain't asking men that. Exactly. No. They're not asking men that. And that's because, see, they painted her as that good girl image. And mm-hmm. it just, I mean, it's just. And see, that sucks that. That sucks that that's the only image that they had for her at that time. Because since we've all, I think majority of us have seen the documentary, you know, she came through when we were in a boy band era. So she was like the first solo female to do it, right? At that time. And the only lane you could have given her was the good Southern Christian version. You know, like that was the only opportunity for her to make money in America. Which really didn't make no sense because the dog on very first video, y'all had her half naked. So exactly. The schoolgirl outfit. Like yeah. that's what they painted. <laughs> but that's Which a fetish. Fine, that's a it fetish. Go, yeah, it didn't go with, you know, like it, we can we can dive deep off into that. So I'm a realist in, but yeah, y'all get it. Go watch the documentary. <laughs> But I feel like, sorry, I just want to make one more note. I know Dice will, you know, our producer will get me in a second. But um, I think that just kind of shows like the level of control. And I won't go as far as to say men, but that typically seems to be the people in power feel like they should just assume over women, right? Like I feel like having some type of power over a woman plays in part with the concept of misogyny that I can do whatever I want in reference to your narrative, your story and your life. And you really don't have a choice about it. And if you watch that entire documentary, like the the biggest theme was that men like her father, like Justin Timberlake, like managers, like the paparazzi all had control over her and say so over her and continue to. And it's like, why do you feel like you should just assume that responsibility over another person? I think that's that's crazy. That's the psychosis that I would like for Megan to like explain to us one day is why men (laughs) feel like they should have power over women. Oh, brother. That's a. That's a two-hour live special on that one, so we'll have to postpone that topic. We could put it on Clubhouse, girl. That'll send our numbers up. Oh, that'll be a two-day <laughs> room for We can sure. do it. We can do it. Part one, part two. Let's go. Hey. We won't sleep for those two days. So oh, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down. <laughs> All right, we already making plans, so I'm here for it as well. You know, I'll, I'll hop on. I'll wipe the dust off Clubhouse for y'all because y'all know I'm a little sleep lately. Um, but we gonna move on. So <laughs> since we were since we were talking about Justin, I do have one more point. And if y'all remember the Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson Super Bowl performance, where um, Justin at the end of their performance had ripped off a part of Janet's costume intentionally or unintentionally, the world may never know revealing her breast and I remember distinctly and y'all I was fairly young at the time I think I was like like in my early teens like you know preteen basically but I remember distinctly it coming out that he had basically messed with her costume in some way and caused that to happen and it's obvious in the videos that were circulating that that's what happened but then I remember them turning it on Janet 
and blaming Janet and saying she was wrong and that people were just so offended because they saw a titty for like two seconds. Like they were so upset. I mean, y'all, it was all over the news. I mean, Janet basically went into hiding for a period of time after that because they just would not stop dragging her because they saw her boob. And so I remember telling my mom, I was like, well, I don't understand why everybody's so upset when Justin was the one that did it. And she was like, I don't know either. She was like, you know, people act like they ain't never seen a titty before. Like, so bottom line is I question, I do. And I, I used to be a really big Justin Timberlake fan. I'm not even going to sit up here and lie and flex. I used to like a lot of his music. I've been to a concert, but I never realized like the type of person that he was like, you know, he obviously has been called out now. So like like Megan said earlier, he has apologized for his actions. But, you know, it's just too little too late. The damage to these women's careers have already been done. And so it's just like, I, I mean, obviously Janet is Janet, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. It's just like, why are you continuing to build yourself off of other people's demise? Like you're using these opportunities to boost yourself. Like, I just feel like it makes him look a certain way and that way is not good. So if y'all have any commentary on that, y'all can feel free to speak. But if not, that's okay. We can would it, would it, would it be safe to say, you know, the first time we'll give you a pass, but this time now it's becoming a character flaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I question it. I definitely question his character. Absolutely. It's definitely a pattern. And one thing I just want to mention about his apology from what I read, because I didn't read it thoroughly. I just skimmed through. But um, he didn't really assume blame. You know, he just kind of shifted it, I feel like, on his management. And also he attributed it to his age at the time. And I just kind of feel like that's not an apology if you're just going to say, well, yeah, I did it, but it was because of this. No, it's I did it. And at the time I thought it was the right thing to do, but now I know it's not. Like you, he didn't show any growth from it. And so um, I just don't think that's a real apology. You know, that, that was just something for the public just to get through it. But my thoughts, that's it. And and you, it just brought to my remembrance, like, I think now that you kind of talk about it, I think he kind of did do it on purpose. Cause like, if you look at the lyrics to the song, he's like, have you naked by the end of this song? And he did the little. Yeah, you're right, Regis. I'm telling you, that's why it didn't make no sense. Like it made zero sense for them to be jumping on Janet. And I'm like, this man pulled her costume. That's how it looked to me. (laughs) Yeah. you And y'all don't realize how that changed the game. Like they no longer did live Super Bowls after that. Like they had a, they had to do delays just because we can no longer show titties on, on national TV on a stage like that. <laughs> okay, so on that note, we gonna wrap up the titty topic. Um, but <laughs> we just know that I'm weak over here, man. <laughs> I don't know. Anytime you start talking about titties, things oh, get interesting. Man. Y'all are uh, wild today. <laughs> Okay, so next piece of our misogyny and double standards topic is the new term that is taking the clubhouse world by storm is massage noir. So for those of you who don't know, massage noir is a term coined by Moya Bailey, who is a black queer feminist writer and activist. So she defines it as the specific hatred, dislike, distrust and prejudice directed towards black women so it's basically misogyny but with black women in particular so let's get into that so we're going to start off with Lori harvey versus boosie so as y'all know or y'all should know Lori harvey you know she's been out here living her best life Okay, you know, she's she's dated a a few 
um, popular celebrities, you know, in a very short period of time. And some people are looking at that a certain way. Um, and so she's currently, if I'm not mistaken, she is still dating Michael B. Jordan. And so people are not, especially some men, some men are not happy about it. And one of those men in particular is Boosie. Um, so from what I remember, Boosie made a comment basically saying like, you know, in so many words, y'all, I'm just gonna pay for it. He, he basically was saying it was hoish. Like he was basically trying to call the girl ho. Um, because she was out here, you know, dating these different celebrity males or whatever, um, and being quote unquote passed around as they like to say out here in the streets. So I know how I feel about this. Um, <laughs> sorry, y'all, y'all, if y'all can see what's going on. These people, leave me alone so I can finish my statement. Um, So I just want to put out here that Boosie had no room to talk, in my opinion, because he paid somebody to, you know, perform sex acts with his son who was underage. So a grown woman, I might add. So prostitution, basically. And so I was like, how are you going to talk about the next person? And you are out here letting grown women touch on your kid. So anyways, um, any thoughts? Man, I got to get myself together after the foolishness <laughs> that Jordan just pulled. Hold on. No, it's the way you said touch on your kid, though. That really brought it home for me because, uh, damn, you know. Um, all I can say is, and please don't crucify me in our comment section. Not like well, they're coming. Got- they're coming. Hide your job location. Okay. They're coming. But um, I got a love-hate relationship with Boosie. I think, like... Get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Yes. I feel like 80% of what Boosie says is just for entertainment purposes. I don't take it any deeper than that. Um, Honestly, 100% of what Boosie does for me is entertainment purposes, right? Um, It's just whenever I hear information like this coming from a source such as him, I only get afraid for the people who are not able to, like, discern character the way I can. I don't take what Boosie says to heart and I don't think that I mean I don't know I just kind of feel like if he's going to sit here and celebrate I don't even know how old his son was but if he's going to celebrate his son having his first sexual encounter at like the preteen stage or even you know younger than being a teen you really can't speak on anyone else's sexual activities because look at what you're condoning in your own household like borderline child sex trafficking if it wasn't your own child you know what i'm saying like and that's like a strong allegation but pedophilia yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like you've got a lot going on in your own home so the last thing i'm gonna do is allow you to influence me on what somebody else does or what i do because clearly the things you think are okay are like literally individual to you you know um in reference to Lori harvey you know that's sis that's the way I see it go ahead girl live your life you're young you're beautiful maybe that's a bit of a double standard on me but I kind of feel like we as women can support other females who are out here just living their lives because other people have supported men for so long as we will continue to talk about but this behavior and as we're talking about right now with Boosie and his son like this behavior has been encouraged by men to young men for years for centuries like I feel like that's the state or the reason for the state of millennial millennial and Gen Z relationships right now and why people don't take relationships as seriously. 
you know? So, um, I, yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts. Like, Boosie just talking, so I don't really listen to it. Lori Harvey, you have my blessing, not like you need it, to do whatever you want to do. I feel like we're going to forever be on two different sides, you know, opposing and arguing, you know, who's right, who's wrong. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's really not helping more Black families get produced or stronger relationships happen. Like, if we want to apportion fault, you got to apportion it to both people. So, um yeah, that's my thoughts on that. So I don't know what you guys have. <laughs> I mean, I one thing I think it's important to know, is there an industry for trolls nowadays? Like we're making a way for trolling and people are taking advantage of it. I, I firmly believe like some of the stuff that Boosie says is is real trollish. Um, this whole thing, and, and we can talk about the double standard here. Let me just start with Boosie, that we're talking about sexual sexual acts with the with a minor like we're praising a male for having his first orgasm at a at a at a at a minor age with a grown woman so that so you know in the black community or any community they talk about you know men sleeping with a babysitter or something like that like you know how what what kind of stuff but if the roles were reversed you know now now that's an issue um, I want to talk about Lori Harvey just for the simple fact that, you know, I don't see nothing personally. I stay out of women business, but you know, if we go as far as like, you know, the clubhouse gurus relationship gurus, dating is collecting data. So I really don't have a problem with her who she dates. She ain't married. She's obligated to date whoever she want to. Now, I mean, I guess the issue is that people are assuming that she's sleeping with all these people. Yeah, you know, I, I can't have a much of an opinion about who she sleeps with, what she chooses to do with her body. Like I said, I stay out of women business, but you know, there is a double standard as far as you know, women catch having bodies, and that men do. I mean, women having catching bodies and the amount of bodies men have. So I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I just think. Um... In this situation, I'm kind of like Jordan. Like, I do love Boosie at the end of the day. But this whole situation, like, people are too involved. Like, all she's doing is dating. And I think my perception is like, I mean, I think Lori Harvey is a beautiful girl. I don't have not a thing against her. But this whole situation has kind of caught me off guard because I'm just like, why are you so invested in a regular person that's dating? Like, she's doing what every other person does we've seen men change girlfriends every three months or six months or whatever and no one has ever thought anything about it so why is it a big deal now it's like I don't know it's like the world wants to punish her for not sticking with just one boyfriend she's not tied down she can break up with people and get new relationships if she wants to like I don't know people just we're in a time where people want to make everything a problem like you can't you can't go right everything you do is going to be wrong but um i mean i'm here for it she she living her life let her do what she want to do so is it safe to say that people are mad at Lori harvey's not quote unquote staying in her lane like are they assuming that Um, an attractive woman is supposed to operate in a certain type of way well possibly now i will say this i do know a group of people who their issue is not with that she is dating several men, but I do know a group of people who their issue is more so with like <laughs> the fact that 
Lori Harvey, I guess, really didn't earn her fame. So there are some people who feel like, who is she to be jumping from all these, you know, th- th- these really known men? Like, who, who, what makes her so worthy in a sense? Um, and I mean, I have opinions on her and her mama and their their notoriety, and that's a conversation for another time. But, I mean, you um, can't blame her for her bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, see, that's well, not her daddy though. Like, I mean, I know, yeah, it runs deep. Like, I think I'm pretty sure when their parents marry, like when her mama married Steve Harvey, she was not a toddler. Like, it was no reason to change her last name to Harvey. So all of this was a very strategic, like thing you know what i'm saying like this this was intentional like i want my child to have his last name for clout for fame for money um for opportunities and i mean at the end of the day he allowed it like that's how i look at a lot of these situations is you the man i mean you you allowed it so so you're fine with her riding those coattails um of your work of your fame but I mean, it is what it is to me, but I, I just know there are some people who have problems with that like some people are like well what is she famous for to be getting all of this attention but i mean what are ig models famous for to be getting what are the kardashians famous for yeah, same like it's, and all it's, these other baby mamas yeah, yeah it's it's fair game in my opinion i mean but the power of me. the last name yeah yeah I, i'm not here for that at all man yeah. like that's trash like i don't I'm like, care but that is how some people feel yeah i'm like y'all don't question you know the kardashians y'all don't question nobody else who's up in here famous for for who knows what reason if anything y'all support them even harder and still don't know what they do <laughs> so bye like they can kick and wrap that up but oh. what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, so the next topic um trey songs versus chloe bailey so we kind of talked about this a little bit before on one of our um, past episodes but i don't believe we had like um did we have a male guest on the episode i think we did we did but we didn't go into like heavy detail i think it was like a news point so basically what we had said at that time and i think we pretty much probably still feel the same way um you know chloe bailey recently um has been more open and you know she has been showing more skin and loving on herself loving on her body and really owning you know her her divine feminine side and you know, just putting herself out there more and so some people had a problem with it they didn't like it they didn't like that she was showing more skin especially because her and her sister you know they've been doing this since they were you know basically little girls and so I think some people are having a hard time accepting the fact that these are now adult women and that they can technically do what they want to do um so people really dragged her some people dragged her you know call her all kind of names i mean calling the girl a slut and all kind of stuff because she decided that she wanted to show a little more skin and nine y'all she ain't been naked or nothing it's just been you know more revealing and more sexy whatever so 
reason why I brought up Trey Songs is not because they had any sort of connection, but because Trey Songs, I don't know, I feel like he's been all over the place lately, but um, at the time <laughs> when Chloe Bailey was doing her thing, Trey Songs allegedly had a video leak revealing his private area. And so people was praising it, loving on it, fetishizing, wanting it, whatever. I'm not going to get into too many details, but people just, you know, went crazy behind it in a positive way, you could say. And so we just thought that was really funny, like the parallels between the two where it's like, okay, well, Chloe Bailey, all she did was show y'all a little leg and y'all start calling the girl slut. But y'all seeing Trey Songz, you know, area uh, <laughs> did not cause y'all to say he should put some clothes on. Oh man. All right. So, I mean, it is. So the thing about it is trait as men, we are, I mean, we're judged by our, our size of our, our area. And so I can see that, you know, whenever a well-endowed man, I mean, there's a problem leaking your stuff anyway. And number one, it's important to note, this is not the first time Trey songs has leaked his stuff like this. I mean, he has a history of, these 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 type of behaviors and so i mean yeah so i of course you know my timeline go nuts i see the women you know loving it but the chloe bailey stuff i mean i don't know i i think the the issue is and and, and this goes across industry whether it is like the people that you grew up with you can't take with you to the next level people are gonna constantly have this image that they've had of you as a at, when they initially met you. So we initially met Chloe Bailey, the Baileys as children. So we're always going to have that image of, you know, innocence and stuff like that ingrained in our head. So I think the problem is when it's time for them to elevate and get to the next level of their career, that is no longer that the image that they want to portray. And we have a problem with that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I will say with this whole Chloe Bailey, Trey Songz thing, my opinion hasn't changed. Like, people need to get up off of her. She's 23 years old. If she wants to post a, a sexy picture, she can do that. Um, and, and Trey Songz has never, I mean, like Regis said, this isn't really the first time he's done that. He's never gotten poor response from it. It's done nothing but boost his career. Um, now, disclaimer, he had a recent video come out lately and, Somebody was so disrespectful for sending it to me, and that junk was so nasty. Um, he done definitely lost some points with me, but nevertheless, I just feel like people got to mind their own business. Number one, and at the end of the day, like I think I've told Jordan this before, like I have reached the point in my life to where if you have a problem with me, that is your problem and one hundred percent not my business because I can't affect, like, I can't change how you feel about what I'm doing when what I'm doing is 100% not your business in the first place. And I think that for those people who, like, I, I'm just going to be real, for anybody out there who, like, you praise what, you know, somebody like Trey Songs does and ooh and ah over stuff like that all the time, but then condemn Chloe Bailey and you trolling in the comments and talking about women need to cover up like you need to look at yourself like that's a deep-rooted problem you don't feel comfortable being who you are but don't put that out on other people and that's that's just kind of how I feel about that Megan um I would like for you to elaborate on this this most recent Trey song that's what, that's what I wanted that's what I wanted because I feel like it's going somewhere and I got something to say about that but go ahead do that well all right hold on let me try to think how to clean it up <laughs> 
Um, you talking about when he spit in them girls' mouths? Yeah, he was spitting in <laughs> folks' mouths, man. I don't know if it was a video shoot or what, but like I saw the clip and I was like, I almost threw up. Like I can't take stuff like that. Y'all are nasty. Like not y'all, but <laughs> these people who was sharing it, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say, I mean, if we actually look at it from the outside, you know, Trey Song, we've been letting Trey Songs get away with kind of this sexually deviant behavior. And it's kind of, I think I was talking about this to somebody. I think this man got a lust problem or like he has some kind of issue that if it goes unchecked, it can lead to like some kind of like pedophilia type of behavior because like you're constantly wanting to up, like you're never fulfilled in what you're doing. And so, I don't know. Trey Songs, if he he better check himself because I think with the, you know with his music, his fan base, like he's constantly trying to push the line. And if he doesn't like have cap it off somewhere, I think it can go somewhere where it gets really dangerous. Yeah, um, I think deviant was the right word because I feel like lust is deviant. Too my bad. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I'm just giving my opinion. Like, I, I feel like personally, lust is too playful, right? And if y'all saw that video where he was watching the girl like swallow the fire, like that video is so cringe the way he is staring at her. Like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about this like control or power that men like to have and exercise over women. And somehow that is like sexualized, I guess it's dominance, you know, like we feel like um, in order for a man to be dominant and a woman to be submissive, that it has to come out as physical and aggressive as what Trey songs is doing. And I feel like because um, he has been getting away with it for so long. And if you've noticed like America in the entertainment industry is now getting into more of a sensitive place where the same things that used to fly in the early, thousands or the mid thousands that's not cutting it no more right now you know what i'm saying like people are calling you out especially after the me too movement like you cannot just go around grabbing women by the coochie you know like the former president used to advise people to do like you can't do that no more you're gonna be real messed up and everything that you've worked towards to build if you're you know like a man of status or um a person of statue you can potentially lose that in a given day or over a, you know, a single 30 second clip where people don't have the entire context right now. And so I do think like Regis was saying, like Trey songs is walking a very, very, very fine line because it's looking like it's looking just really distasteful and trashy. And like, there's a deeper, deeper story there. And I can easily, like, I'm not trying to put anything on this man, but you know, after what Kiki Palmer said about being what sexually coerced and stuff like that. And just what we're seeing, like I said, between that fire video. And if y'all, I looked at it, but if y'all see the video of him like spitting in them girl's mouth, that thing is so like, it's disgusting alone. But just the fact that he was like, I don't know y'all, it, it was just something about the look in his face and like how much he enjoyed it. Like that's just, that's and with right. COVID going on at yes. that, like y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, yes. Trey songs very much so gives me like dom vibes like you know those dom sub relationships oh lord please don't sue me if because i don't know i'm not rich i'm not rich so don't sue me if you hear this podcast but she's not saying it's true i just want to give that disclaimer vibes like i allegedly years from now allegedly allegedly that's it if 20 years from now somebody comes out like and exposes him and say oh i was like a, a sub for trey songs for 10 years i would believe it and I that's what I'm saying. Like, I can he gives see me those vibes. Like, yeah, 
I can like, see like just how they did Bill Cosby, where it was like 20, 30 women. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can see that coming out about him um soon if he doesn't watch it. Not saying it will. This is all, you know, just speculation or just what I think, but I can Theories. see it happening. Yeah. And, we're, I think, we're and, and I think what what starts all this is that people are starting to be able to put a name to what these actions are. Like like, you know, we say Bill Cosby, like we all these actions that people are getting held accountable for like they've been going on for a, over a span of like 10 20 years people didn't know what these actions were but now that people are finally able to put a label on it we're like oh that's it that's what he was and he was doing that to me and so now people are starting to get held accountable for that kind of stuff like r kelly you know he got his bid you know what i'm saying he and we saw the actions but we just let it pass because we weren't able to put a name to it or whether it was common to us because we didn't see people that were close to us that did it like so yeah regis you just said a whole lot without really saying much at all no but... you really did dice <laughs> yes. is gonna kill me but i have a question that i want regis to answer um y'all know dice is our producer she keeps us on track but i i, ha- I feel like it's an important question like so regis you probably like when it comes to like you know trolling and stuff like on social media you probably do not embody like the views of a lot of um guys out there definitely <laughs> but i want to hear because like you know we're we're telling the people that we're talking about you know misogyny massage noir all that good stuff um like for you like, especially, like, you know, as a man, as a Black man, because we hear a lot of, like, what women think misogyny is, right? But, like, for you as as a man, what is misogyny to you, or do you even feel like that exists? Uh, I mean, it definitely exists, and, you know, I'm more like Candice, like, uh, you know, I'm real big on definitions, so, you know, the definition of misogyny is disliked of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. And so according to that definition, you know what I'm saying? Uh I mean I, I, I think it is a it is a thing. Okay. I just so I asked for a reason. Let me tell you why I asked y'all. Because, you know, as Jordan likes to joke, like, you know, I be spending time on Clubhouse in these rooms because I like to know quite frankly i like to know what the enemy thinks like it's it's why it's why i do a lot of the things that i do i like to know how the opposite side thinks and i'll tell y'all like especially for our listeners there are a lot of men specifically black men who do not believe that misogyny is even a real thing they think that we as women specifically as black women have just evolved to a place to where oh y'all just so stuck on you know being equal y'all just want to do um y'all just want to do what men do blah 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 blah. y'all you know y'all are the ones who have the double standards like and uh, trolling aside some people have some legitimate arguments and so that's that's honestly why i ask well i kind of feel like too um it it, it, that's the i don't want to say the same excuse but the same can be said sometimes when caucasians have a hard time acknowledging or identifying racism because they feel like well they don't practice it so they don't see it you know Um, And I think if you're someone who benefits from a system or a specific exercise, then why would you be quick to call it out? Yeah. That's good. That's good. What you think, Dice? Well, I think y'all done took us off the rails, but nevertheless, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I think that was a good question, May. Um, I think that that needed to be stated. Um, unfortunately, we don't have none of those troll type people on here, but I do agree that some people probably do believe. Oh, that. but stay tuned. They're coming. <laughs> I'm getting like, huh, y'all have like easily four favorite trolls on Clubhouse and I'm going to get at least one of them on here because I just feel like the people deserve oh that. Like we, we oh deserve my. this conversation. It's gonna so happen. Yeah, and, I, that day- and, they, and they would probably call me a simp in that in that regard. Oh, absolutely. You know, because, oh, oh, yeah. You, you oh, sat yeah. on, let me let me tell you what the narrative is. You sat on that podcast and you agreed with those black women. It, yeah, like, legit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it would be. So, with all that being said, I think we covered Massage Noir pretty darn well. Um, you know, I think when, one thing I wanted to address that Regis said earlier that I think is very true is that Black people tend to see a lot of things growing up and it becomes, quote unquote, normalized and it's not normal. And so, therefore, people don't identify it as what it is, whether it be pedophilia, molestation, whatever. Like, they don't identify it because they're like, oh, well, that happened to me. That happened to my auntie. That happened to my cousin. Like, they think that that is okay because it's a, a generational curse in their family. When in all reality, like, abuse is abuse and people need to start recognizing it and acknowledging it. And one thing that I did see recently was people saying, like, if you have kids, to teach your kids the proper names for their private areas. Don't be giving it, like, cutesy names like cookie or whatever. Like, say what it is it's a penis it's a vagina some people do that like some people be giving little quirky names because they don't they don't feel like the kids should know yet right but kids need to know the proper terms for their private areas so that if somebody is messing with them they can tell their mom or their dad somebody touched this and touched that without you know y'all get what i'm trying to say i'm not gonna go off on another tangent but yeah um moving right along last thing i wanted to ask because this this just came up when I was doing research, I saw that this is kind of a thing that um, came about on Twitter. And basically, it's kind of twofold in a sense where do some men really have a problem with women showing their bodies or being sexy? And where I'm going with that is this narrative that a lot of men have of wanting women to cover up, but then these same men will be rushing to find a leaked nude of a celebrity, right? But they got a problem if a woman is showing any any skin, you know, you know, I guess your regular everyday woman. Um, so there's a new theory that I saw on Twitter that basically I'm paraphrasing, but basically is saying that some men actually don't want consent and prefer to fight for it, quote unquote. What? And that's why they bash women who choose to show their bodies because they don't really want you to want it. Isn't so that right? Yes. Fight for it. It definitely sounds like rape, but I guess what they were trying to say was like the person that was saying it was kind of like, there's a rape mindset that some of these men have, but they're just not calling it rape. Because if you have a problem, like I guess he was trying to say, and this actually came from a man, like he was like, if you have a problem with a woman showing her body, but at the same time, you are all up in these leaked nudes of celebrities, then the issue isn't so much about the woman showing her body. The issue is about you wanting to control when she can show her body or how she shows it like you want to have that power over the woman and so therefore they're saying the consent narrative for these men doesn't really exist because they don't like you know what i'm put it this way i don't know if y'all know or if y'all even cared but if y'all know who mystical is right and so i'm i'm stating straight facts let's watch yourself (laughs) yes i'm stating straight facts here mystical has been arrested a couple times for rape okay now, I don't know what y'all know, but in my opinion, Mr. Cole don't have no reason to be raping nobody, okay? Most celebrity men, women will sleep with you for free. 
whether you on top of the game or you in the bottom of the game, you got women out here who will who will bust it wide open, no questions asked. Okay. And so I was like, why is he out here raping women? Well, I think from one of the stories that I read about them with the girl that he raped, it's like he, I'm put this is my opinion. He seems to get off on it. He likes the fight. He likes the resistance. That that's that's the vibe that I got. This is form this is strictly my opinion, but that's the vibe that I got. And so I think what this person on Twitter was trying to say is the same thing. Where it's like you got some men out here who want to control the narrative for women, who want to say, yeah, you know, I, I I might look at that leak nude, but my woman she ain't doing that unless I tell her to do it. Basically, right. So, anyways, I just want to throw that out there. That's a whole like you know layer to this topic but if y'all have any thoughts y'all are welcome to speak <laughs> speak and on it them folks got pro- that's a, let me just say this that's a psychological issue like a man who like i 100 percent understand what you're saying about mystical like it, how it seems like he gets off on that that is a psychological issue the same way that people who uh commit pedophilia that that's a psychological issue like the fact that that gets you off it's not normal it's it's not biologically normal so those people have problems and i understand their i understand men saying they want there to be a mystery i'm sure there are some people who would disagree with me on that like i understand a man saying well i don't want to marry someone who has 10 nudes on instagram i want there to be a mystery to my woman i get that you're entitled to that opinion but to say like oh she ain't doing it unless i say get out of here like uh it's never rich men who say this stuff i'm not gonna go down this lane but like it's it's never rich men it's always broke men like don't don't do this do not do this i hate that like it ain't never nobody the dusties is that what y'all call them the dusties i don't i don't coin that term i don't participate in that (laughs) but i mean that's i don't know how to feel about that dice that's share that thread with me when we get off of here i want to read so is the is are we not gonna talk about so as men are, are we not entitled to the opinion of wanting um your woman to dress a certain type of way like is that is that the problem can i go down that road or well regis i feel like to answer your question the problem is not necessarily preferring a woman to dress a certain type of way for two reasons because if you want your woman to dress a certain type of way then don't approach her when she's dressed in a way that you don't like or you wouldn't want her to dress when she dates you one big facts so keep it consistent and i think for two in the spirit of consistency is you don't want your woman to dress a certain type of way, but you'll condone other women dressing like that. You know, you'll like a woman in a bikini all day long and like, oh y'all, there's a perfect TikTok um, like little trend going on. And yes, I'd be on TikTok because I told y'all I'm a young buck Gen Z over here. Um, but like girls will send their boyfriends like pictures of the items that they've liked other women's pictures in on Instagram. Oh, if that I makes seen sense. That. Yeah. I so seen like, that. For example, if y'all saw like the whole, I don't know, it was like a skim shoot with um Kendall, Chloe, and not Chloe, but Kendall, Kim, and Kylie when they had on like those red uh like bralettes and thongs. So um this girl sent her boyfriend just a picture of just the bra and the thong that Kendall had on and she was like, hey babe, should I buy this? And he goes, No, you know, I don't want to see you in that. And she was like, Oh, but really because you liked it when Kendall had it on you know what i'm saying and she sent him the photo showing that he liked it and so i've been seeing a lot of trends like that and i think that really shows the double standard like 
you or I mean I don't even know if that's a double standard but um like you don't want me to wear it because I guess I'm your girlfriend and you don't want me getting attention from other guys but yet you agree that it gets women attention and you think it looks good when someone else does it so why can't I do it you know so yeah so like I'm a definitely I don't know if we have time for this but I, I'm definitely a person that like I accept people how they are so how I initially met you like I have to be okay with that long term and so if like you were dressing a certain type of way before I even met you or before I, I claimed you or married you or whatever like that, um, like I have to accept you as is. Now, I do think there is a, I got to be selective with my words. Like, you know, when you're in a relationship and not for the street, you're not no longer in the streets. Um, I think like, okay, I'm cool with my my woman dressing any type of way uh, when you with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you're outside of my protection, my covering, like I can't control how other men look at you. And so I guess I just have like this big thing, like where I don't want my woman to be lust after by other men. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's just not cool to hear your woman, your wife or whatever, you know, talked about in the locker room with the boys. You know what I mean? Like who wants that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. And I think to answer your earlier question, like, I don't know, I'm a little bit different from a lot of people, but I do, like, I believe that a man has a, you know, a a say so. Like, I think it's fine for a man, especially if you're married to say, like, I am not, you know, comfortable with X. I'm not comfortable, um, you know, with Y. I think that's fine. I think that, like Jordan said, like, you just have to keep, you have to keep the consistency. You have to keep that same energy. Like, when you first meet that woman, you have to consider, okay, when we get married, will I be okay with her wearing things like this in public? Because if the answer is no, then that might not be the woman for you. Because while I agree, like, with, you know, you, Regis, that, you know, yeah, okay, you get married, that's your right to have that opinion. I also feel like at the end of the day, each woman is her own person and like a woman shouldn't have to take herself down or dress herself down or knock down her confidence, et cetera, to make others comfortable. Um, You know, so I I think it goes um, both ways, but you know, the, the blunt point here, like, I feel like if my, husband were on here he would say like if you were to answer ask him straight up would you want Megan like I don't know what they call it um what is it called y'all a g-string I don't know <laughs> like would you want her wearing that on Instagram he's gonna say hell no. he's gonna say hell no because we're married like in his mind he's like well, no I don't want the whole world having access to what I have access to and that's fine that's his opinion um but you know, you just have to you have to be careful. You have to consider these things before yeah. you get with people. Yeah, I think y'all that was great. You guys, I really do. I really do think that was great. Um, I just won't say my husband is the complete opposite of most men, and he really don't give a damn. <laughs> he don't care. He be like, okay, that's what you want to wear. That's your choice. Like he just gotta let me do me. Now I'm not saying he want me around right here, but naked nothing like that. But he wouldn't be mad like if I decided that I won't go on Instagram in a thong. He'd be like, all right, that's what you want to do. Like. I can't tell you what to do with your body. Like, that's just how he is. I think he's um, also, like, confident in the fact that you wouldn't entertain Yeah, men. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that the issue comes with guys who, like, deep down inside don't want to admit that they know that there's a chance that, like, if my girl puts this up on the internet, you know, 
she might have some other options. <laughs> it, it, it might be over for me. And it's, it, and, it's in it, and it's definitely a discussion that I'm definitely going to op- open up. Like, you, everybody wants a baddie, but can you handle what a baddie comes with? And yep. that is the perfect way to end this topic because that, I think a lot of men need to ask themselves that for real, for real, because everybody can't handle it. You know, sometimes you just need to go for the girl who's, you know, a little more plain Jane. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, nothing's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all, we kind of a little over, but we going to move on to the news and we're going to bust it out real quick. I'm going to get through my points. And then I know Jordan has some news points that I believe she added or Megan, one of y'all, whoever added the rest, y'all can get to y'all's. Um, so first of all, the Grammys happened. I'm going to put it plainly. I didn't watch it because I didn't care. Um, from what I saw, it was dry. It was boring. I did see a little bit of Cardi B's performance. I was bored. Um, so one thing I did think was funny that on Twitter, there were several comments and somebody said, congrats to the Grammys for Beyonce accepting your awards. <laughs> so there's that. Thanks. Thanks. Um, on a sad note, there was there was some crimes committed against Asians people in the Asian community in the last week. So on March sixteenth, twenty twenty one, there was a shooting in Atlanta. Eight victims were killed, and six were Asian women. Um, the shootings occurred at business places. One place was called Young's Asian Massage. Another was Aromatherapy Spa. Another was Gold Massage Spa. The suspect is 21-year-old white male named Robert Aaron Long. He has been arrested. He was headed to Florida at the time of his, his arrest, and they believe he was headed there to commit similar crimes. So... <laughs> the funny part about this whole story, y'all, basically, is that the arresting officers made several, like, just asinine comments. And one of them was, Oh, it was just a bad day for him. And it just kind of goes to show how like when white men commit crimes, they are humanized. And that does that same little like sympathy and empathy or whatever. It does not happen for black people at all. Or people in general who are black and brown skin, it doesn't happen. We don't get that kind of, Oh, well, here's a cheeseburger. Like how they did with, you know, Dylan roof when he shot up all those people in my hometown at the church in Charleston, South Carolina. So nevertheless, they're trying to avoid calling it what it is because it's very evident that it is a hate crime against Asians. On top of that, there was an elderly Asian woman attacked in the San Francisco Bay Area. A man punched her in the face while she was waiting at a traffic light. This lady picked up a stick and proceeded, I'm going to just put it plain, to beat this man's ass to the point <laughs> to the point where he ended up in a stretcher, y'all. So that lady was not playing with him. So on a serious note, it's foul. I don't know what's going on out here, but I know that we all can stand with our Asian brothers and sisters because as Black people, as fellow minorities, we understand the struggle and the discrimination. And I do hope that they are able to get to the point where not just for black people, but for all of us minorities, that we can get to a point where we are being respected in society. You know, the crimes against Asians have gone up ever since COVID came to be because people are trying to blame them for the spread of the virus, which we all know is a false narrative. But anywho, that's that. Y'all, please keep them all in your prayers and those families and those victims in your prayers. And I do hope that we see justice for them. My last news point is that there is a black history textbook I did not know existed. So it is on blackhistory365education.com. We will have this link in our description for the episode. But if you want your kids, if you are a teacher, if you want your students to learn black history all year long, the textbook exists so the youth can learn about black history. And it also comes with like an app, I think, and an album. I don't know. Y'all check it out. So who else has some news? Um, so I just want to talk about all the couples that have uh, broken up. 
within the past 48 to 70 something hours, like uh, Saweetie and Quavo. That I can't even say I took that kind of hard, but I was just like, dang, because we got so used to seeing them together. Um, but one thing I did want to just mention since we were talking about misogyny was in her tweets, she did hint at the fact, well, she basically said it, um, but that the love was given to other women. So she insinuated that he cheated on her and his response where he was like, you know, I had love for you and I'm disappointed in how you handled this or something like that. Y'all, I could not take that. Cause it's like, nigga, you cheated and huh. you're disappointed. Like, you. oh. I'm confused. I'm confused. Um, like Megan said earlier, and I think we were kind of like off offline or whatever, but it is the gaslighting for me. Like, what is that? Just say, I'm disappointed in how you handed it. No, nigga, we're disappointed in you. Like, point blank. Um, yeah. And I did just kind of want to go on over to Gary Owens and his wife. They've also filed for divorce. I saw that like earlier today. That quite broke my heart because I grew up like listening to um, what radio station was that that Gary Owens was on? It wasn't the Steve Harvey show. It was um, anyway, it might have been Steve Harvey, actually. I think he was on the Steve Harvey like morning show or whatever, like nephew Tommy and them. But he used to have like one of these segments where he would call his wife all the time, y'all, and just like get on her nerves and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I got introduced to who Gary Owens was as a comedian and um, simultaneously it was just knowing him for being married to this beautiful black woman so I'm very sad to see uh, their relationship break up y'all still inviting him to the cookout I'm still inviting him he's funny okay he can make me laugh that he come to the cookout I was definitely wondering that does that 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 void your invitation Mm. We'll see. We'll find out. Jordan's saying that, but we'll see how the other people feel. Um, all right, y'all. So this isn't any breakup news, but you know, Jordan Woods recently brought the claws out for her man. Um, somebody made some fake screenshots to try to convince the world that Carl Towns was cheating on her, and she shut that down with a quickness, as did Carl Towns. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty sad pretty you know pretty juvenile but that just goes to show y'all i didn't know people was out here like spending their time creating fake instagram screenshots of dm conversations so um you know tread lightly because people are out for blood when it comes to these relationships um so kirk franklin and his son enough said y'all i'm sorry i shouldn't be laughing but it's been funny to me i'm sorry call me toxic call me whatever you want to call me it's been funny to me um you know at the end of the day i hope him and his son get through their problems um and hopefully they can learn how to speak to each other without all of the um foul language because that seems to be the piece that everyone cannot get over i don't know about y'all but i just naturally assumed that kirk franklin already cursed so um there goes that and then uh, we have to we have to say this i didn't put this in here but i'm gonna say it um because chloe bailey is to me what zendaya is to jordan and chloe bailey did indeed break the internet with her mind still remix and cover on tiktok y'all gotta see it it's just like i could play it on a loop i just love her i love hallie too like i'm here for it um and then the last thing that i'm gonna share with y'all Y'all don't care, but I don't care that you don't care because this is important. Um, Matt James, who's also the first Black Bachelor, his season is officially over, thank God, because it was terrible. Um, He did indeed pick a white woman. Her name was Rachel, as y'all predicted. I don't want to hear it. He did pick a white woman. Um, But unfortunately, some controversial things 
popped up about her past kind of midway through the season and you know they filmed these things in advance so they broke up they're no longer together but the reason I wanted to share this is because um you know he is a black man at the end of the day and I do have like you know a soft 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 spot for him because of that and people have been on him so bad on social media like saying he deserved it that's what he gets for picking a white woman etc etc that he is now like legitimately um openly asking for suggestions for like decent therapists and counselors that he can talk to just to sort through his emotions of this entire experience so I just want to say like you know I know some of y'all are probably upset that he was the first black bachelor and picked a white woman and it didn't work out but you know try to have compassion for our fellow um black brother because mental health is is still important regardless of his choices you know I don't ever want a black man to feel um in the pits of of themselves that he feels right now and a lot of it is due to social media so that's my that's my little tidbit for today oh yeah all right well um oh there's two more points I just want to make um one is uh Tanzania the country has just sworn in their very first female president she actually was the former vice president but her name is Samia Suhulu and I pray that I'm pronouncing her name correctly but I definitely want to pay her respect and give her her congratulations especially during this most amazing um women's history month so I'm very excited to see that and lastly in the news of women making history I want to give a shout out to Miss Shania Robinson Owens. I do hope I said her name correctly as well. She's a young black female teen who has been accepted into 18 universities and received over $1 million in scholarships, y'all. Like, dang. Um, so definitely shout that out to you. Yeah, doing the damn thing in high school because Lord knows I was cheering and eating Doritos, okay? So very proud of you. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up today's conversation. Before we get out of here, though, y'all know we got to hit you with the latest segment that we've just added, and it's called Classes for the Culture with the NYABGs. And this is just where we discuss slash rant um, about the latest topic, term, or phrase that we've heard um, after doing our clubhouse research and, uh, you know, paid performances and appearances like Megan does, because like I said, she is clubhouse famous. All right, so today's class for the culture is the term subscribe to. Since we have two infamous clubhouse, you know, mediators on the call, let me tell y'all what grinds my gears, because I'm a professional clubhouse viewer, right? I don't be talking, but I be there and I hear it. I hate, let me say it again, I hate when y'all hop y'all's asses on the moderating stages and like one after another, y'all say, well, let me just say, I don't subscribe to X, Y, and Z. I hate when y'all say that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need y'all to come up with another term on Clubhouse, come up with a new word or phrase or a way to say that you don't condone something or that you do not agree with a specific ideology or concept. But if I hear another one of y'all say, I don't subscribe to, we get it. It's the latest term. It's the latest phrase. Y'all are excited to use it like a new song. I get it, but let it go. We about, we about to kill it. So I don't know if y'all got something to say, but y'all know what I'm talking about, guys. They laughing because they know what I'm talking about. Y'all got anything to say on that? that i can't even i can't no, even i i agree that that is funny yes yes and, yeah yeah no go ahead go ahead now you got it 
I just thought that was funny. There's so there's so many like new terms that I'm learning in Clubhouse that they they just use it over and over and it's starting to get on my nerves. But yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a whole there's a whole you know how they have urbandictionary.com? Clubhouse I was just about to say like clubhousedictionary.com. Clubhouse terminology. Yeah. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it and start it up right now, cause. Uh, and can we can we stop the whole thanking the moderators for letting you on the stage? Or first this given? is this is Megan. This is Megan, and I'm done speaking. Or I I yield my time, or I, I relinquish the mic. Shut the fuck up. Just we stop don't need talking. You to say that every time. Like, yes. oh, I hate them. I mean, I love them, but I hate them at the same time. <laughs> Y'all, and another one is monolith. I hate that too. But anyway, um, I hate when they go, we are not a monolith. We get it. We come in different shades. We're all different. Gotcha, sis. Yes, yes. But anyway, guys, so thank you all for joining this conversation with us. I want to give another just thank you to our co-host today, our guest host, Mr. Regis, the regular degular schmegular man himself. Just joking. He was amazing on this podcast. Um, no, I thank y'all, man. It was been, it was an honor. If y'all ever need me to give a, you know, an opinion, man, I'm here for it. Y'all are definitely dope. Thanks. Hey, follow me on Clubhouse at one Regis. Yes, be in them rooms and it'd be good rooms. And we got to have you back when I, when I succeed in getting one of, um, one of my faves on here, one of my fave trolls. We got to have you back because we got to have a contrast of. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Man. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. That might be a live episode. We over here, they going to call me simp just because I defend women. (laughs) But yes. All right, guys. So in the nature of Clubhouse, um, join us on Clubhouse today when this episode drops at 1 p.m. Central or 2 p.m. Eastern Standard. We will be continuing this conversation and we would love for you to join. So please check the show notes for the room information or y'all can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time a new episode airs. And also follow us on all social medias. We got YouTube, we got IG, we got Facebook, Twitter, at nyabg pod those are our handles on all of those sites and you can also visit our website which is nyabgpodcast.com but follow us on all that so you know whenever we hit up clubhouse guys so thank you once again for joining us for this conversation and we can't wait to talk to you next time bye bye